Hi, I'm Grant Wall, and welcome to the Planet Football Podcast, where I go in-depth with the most intriguing people in the world of soccer. In this episode, I'm joined by Colin Martin of Minnesota United. Martin came out last year and is currently the only out player in any of the five major U.S. men's pro sports leagues. Just a quick reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Onward! Our guest today is Colin Martin, a Minnesota United midfielder and sixth-year MLS pro. He made global news last June when he came out as gay, and he's currently the only player who's out in any of the U.S.'s five major men's sports leagues. His Minnesota United team opens its MLS regular season on March 2nd at Vancouver and opens its beautiful new stadium, Allianz Field, on April 13th. Colin, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, Lots to talk about here. We're out here in Los Angeles for MLS Media Day. We're recording this on January 18th. Just yesterday, you appeared on James Corden's nationally televised talk show and you killed it, man. Like, <laughs> I watched the whole thing, all 13 minutes of the segment. Uh, you played a game called Late Late Live Tinder, which I'll just tell people, you know, go to Google and Google it if you haven't seen it. You even had, like, comedic timing on a couple of occasions. Um, have you always been that good in front of a camera? Uh, I've had some practice over the past couple years. Um, mm-hmm. James helped me through a lot of it. He kind of, at points, he was... He was pulling me over here, letting me know where the camera was. Um, but no, I was going off him, and it was it was more reactionary, so it wasn't too bad. Um, some of the speaking engagements have helped, but I wasn't as nervous as, as doing some of the stuff I've done recently, but it went well. It was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look like a natural uh, on it. Like, what are some of the speaking engagements you've done recently? So I, one of the big first ones I did since coming out was I spoke to a bunch of UCLA and USC students um, for Athlete Ally, and that was with uh, Jamel Hill was hosting a panel. Um, nice. Jay Williams was there, and the the, the students were that was a little tough crowd, huh. um, especially to kind of you, you know how college students are they just they they can only be interested about maybe so many things, but uh, so that was one of the first ones, and then I, I spoke at. Uh, the human rights campaign dinner um, in Minneapolis, which is, I think it's like the second biggest one besides DC that they do. Um, hmm. So that was a, that was that was exciting for me. That was I was nervous, but um, how many people was it? There was uh, I think around like four thousand. Oh wow. um, I don't know exactly for sure, but there was a ton of tables, yeah. and it was in the convention center, and huh. uh, so that that was a that was a big one. But so. Have you gotten any reaction in the last 24 hours, whether it's you or your agent, to going on this big national TV show? Uh, what, like, the next next opportunity since? <laughs> I, I, I can envision some people, like maybe not even soccer people, seeing yeah. you know, how well you handle yourself and, and just how well the whole thing came off and being like, I had no idea who this guy was, and now I'm kind of interested in him. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's funny. I... Um, I have a, an agent, of course, um, Dan Siegel. I don't know. He's a, yeah. he's a relatively big, big agent in, in, in our league. And, um, he's been, uh, he, he, he leaves me alone. You know, he, he's, he's my, he's my soccer guy. So a lot of this stuff I've done, um, over the past six months, just like by myself, huh. like, uh, people reaching out, um, through our public relations guy with the team, but like he, he, he leaves me alone. So like huh. re- really if the only stuff we talk about is soccer related, mm-hmm. um, but uh, 
I think if I really wanted to take another step with it, I think I would have to maybe like hire a publicist, hire mm. hire someone that like that, that would really, I guess, engage with people about it. But obviously, preseason's around the corner. Soccer's right. soccer's a big focus for me this year. So, what did stand out to you about this whole experience on national TV? Uh, about the James Corden show, yeah. or n- nothing in particular. Um, it's nice that I f- it felt pretty natural. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I didn't feel like I was pushing agenda an agenda or anything. Like uh, our country's pretty, pretty used to g- gay people in media and on TV. Not so much maybe in sport, but um. So I, I felt like there, it was just it was pretty natural and normal. You know, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was just like, all right, there's another person up there for celebrity Tinder. Um, but um, no, it was it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Have, let's see, what else do I have here? In terms of, let's go back to, to last June 29th. Okay. Um, that was the day you came out publicly. Uh, it was also a, the same day Minnesota United was having its pride night mm-hmm. in a game. Uh, what led to your decision to, to do this and to do it on that day? Yeah, so it all kind of happened pretty fast. Um, so a li- little bit of a long story for you, not, not too long. We but, got um, time. <laughs> so, so that month during pride, Pride Month, I think it was June, no? Or you said July. Um, See, I don't even remember the date. Yeah, uh, June 29th. June. June, so yeah, so June is Pride Month, okay. <laughs> we got that down. But um, I was doing a Playing playing for Pride initiative, and so actually Austin Deleuze from North Carolina FC started it um, last year, and basically it uh, guys around the league in, in the USL, a lot of guys in the MLS and then the NWSL as well, um, were pledging their support for the LGBTQ, LGBTQ um, community and uh, pledging their money as well. Hmm. So uh, for a start in a game that, that month, you'd pledge maybe, I don't know, $10, $15. If you scored a goal, maybe $20. So, I mean, he, he had all these guys raising money and basically a journalist um, that was interested, she, she asked why I was playing for Pride. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't give her a straight up answer. You know, I was like, you know, um, the, the LGBTQ community is important to me and I, I want to support them. And I, I didn't give her a real reason why I was actually proud, you know? And so, uh, I was proud that like guys around the league, like Sasha Question, were were taking and using their platform and and um and, and speaking up for people that are uh, that are that that feel like they don't have a voice or that feel like they don't have a, a place in sports. So mm-hmm. for me, I wanted to show that I've been supported in the league, that I've been supported throughout my soccer career, and and just show a positive story. So I wanted to come out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And lead me through that day. Yeah, so I really decided like a couple days before the game. Yeah. And looking back on it, I think I wouldn't have done it on a game day. Huh. Maybe that's why I didn't get subbed on or play. But <laughs> it, it, it was a crazy day because in yeah. the morning I, I, I put the tweet out. The tweet went viral. Like it, it was crazy. I had no idea that, that was, it was going to get that much attention. Um, and then I, and I did like two major interviews. I did an interview with NBC um, mm-hmm. local and I did an NBC um, uh one that was gonna be broadcast on the nightly news um so so i had to do that in the morning went home had to kind of digest and get prepared for the the game at night um and then obviously played the game at night but um yeah it was it it was a crazy crazy day but uh i don't think i would have changed too much but maybe not on a game day i wouldn't have made the decision next time but there's no next time so (laughs) well i mean the the response was was very positive Mm -hmm. and i remember reading that 
you actually had someone tell you that they were at the game that night. A guy with a kid with his parents. Yeah. And just he he came out to his parents that night. That day, yeah. Because so he saw my tweet in the morning or Instagram, and then he uh, he felt compelled that day. I think he he was a he was a high schooler. He felt compelled to tell his parents um, either before the game or at the game that he was gay as well. Um, which was pretty crazy. That was that was wild to hear. And I've had story. I've had examples of that just within the Minnesota community. Uh, like I'd say a handful more of those um, instances, and and so, some sad ones too. Like um, a, a younger kid that felt like he had to quit his team because he didn't feel that basically soccer was a sport for him or, or sport sports in general. Hmm. But that he would t- that he told his mom that it meant a lot to him to have me be an example for. For him, that it was okay, but um, so yeah, the, the, those messages, those the, those instances have been um, why I feel really glad that I did do it. So yeah, now I can only imagine mm-hmm. how powerful that is. Yeah. Um, let's see. When when did you first become aware that you were gay, and and what was your process in deciding to come out privately to your friends and family? So that that's always a tough one to answer like when exactly, but I'd say I started to ha- I started to kind of know in like early elementary school, mm-hmm. but really begin to kind of like take it all into consideration and understand my place. I, I, I and really know that I was gay probably not until like middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. But th- those times th- that period was really hard for me actually, especially um in soccer. Um because uh, I just felt, I felt like at that point I still maybe didn't, couldn't be out. And then I still maybe have to marry a girl. Hmm. And I still was unsure of uh, um, how my parents would take it. And so there, there was definitely a, a big learning period through high school. And I wish I, wish I would have been more um, comfortable basically with my sexuality then I think it would have been. Because I was I was always a confident kid, but uh, that was something that really took me a while. You know, it, it also um, it, it took a while for my relationship with my parents to grow. And since I came out with to them, it's been just like night and day with that because hmm. they, they they feel like they there's been a, a weight off my shoulders and they they they, f- they can understand me more. But um, but no, I told my best friends first. Um, my siblings, my parents are the last people I told. Um. And I, like I even told some teammates before my parents, um, and then when I told my parents, then I, I really started to, to to tell some some more teammates. But I mean, just a per- quick personal story here. Yeah. I remember when my dad told me my brother Eric is a huge Seattle Sounders fan, mm-hmm. and I remember my my dad said to me, Grant, we, we wanted to tell you that your your brother is gay, and yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I've known that for years, Dad. <laughs> Like he, your brother told you first, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, oh, and your parents assumed that you didn't know. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I know my parents were 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 kind of upset that they were the last, but I, mm-hmm. I reassured them that it was because they meant the most to me, and mm-hmm. um, and so they understood that. But yeah, I guess you, you you tell different people at different rates, and um, yeah. And, and that's just how it goes. But and, and some of your teammates with Minnesota United knew before you announced. So, so I started to really feel pretty good about myself. I had I had a boyfriend while in DC. My last season, so my fourth season in DC was real tough for me because 
I, I had a good preseason. I, I had some injuries before. I was like, you know, th- this is a big year. I mean, if you want to stay in DC with where you where you've been a homegrown, you've you, you haven't established yourself at all. You need a you need a you need to show that you you deserve to to be in this league. Anyways, I had a good preseason, but then I I, I broke my foot, and so during that period, I was lucky enough to. Uh, uh, one of the positives was I was able to uh, meet a, my, my first boyfriend and my only boyfriend at this point. But uh, he, basically, our relationship really helped me become more comfortable. And so I introduced him to a, a bunch of different uh, teammates uh, at the time, like Steve Birnbaum, Chris, like uh, Chris Pontius. So, and uh, Chris, I, the first team I told was Chris Rolfe, actually. Hmm. But um, so I, I started to really get comfortable with some of my teammates telling them that. But then, um, and I told my parents around that time, but moving to Minnesota was like a huge weight off my shoulder because I was living alive in, in DC a little bit hmm. where we just, cause I'm a very honest person and hmm. I, I feel like I, uh, like I, I got to know my teammates pretty well, but they didn't know the side of me. So in Minnesota, I tried to just be completely honest when I, when I got traded there hmm. and, um, I, I brought my boyfriend to, uh, to team events. Um, and uh, I just wasn't hiding it. And so yeah. there was never a, a point where I had to sit down and tell my teammates or tell uh, the, the, the coaching coaching staff or tell the front office. It was, it was a very natural hmm. progression of just how any type of news goes around a club and how any type of news, yeah, filters around a locker room. So, I mean, it's interesting that the term, the phrase locker room talk certainly has mm-hmm. taken on uh, a meaning especially in, in the last couple of years, it became a big thing in the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. Um, I take it sometimes, depending on you know, where you, you hear it to mean, uh, guys in particular feeling like they can say things that aren't PC, as mm-hmm. they would put it, mm-hmm. or are just downright hateful yeah. and yeah. awful. Yeah. Like, how have you experienced anything over the years in a locker room like that well the the really cool thing about the mls is how diverse it is mm-hmm. and that's what i've loved about soccer it, not the mls but my my team's growing up um yeah. my my i went to wake forest wake forest is a very white school but luckily you're on a soccer team and you have buddies from all over all different races all different countries and and that's what i love about soccer and so that hasn't changed in the MLS. There's guys uh, from different uh, that have different religions, different backgrounds, um, uh, from different countries, and so you know you can find you can find peace in that. That everyone's story is different. That mm-hmm. you guys have lear- that all your teammates have learned at different rates. They've had different experiences based on their family backgrounds. And so for me, when I have maybe had a teammate that's felt indifferent or. Um, just have not isn't as comfortable with the idea of having having a gay person or having a gay teammate or a gay friend. You know that's a that's a place for me to um, to to not work on it, but like just be a positive example for him and be able to answer questions that are that are are might be hard for him to understand. So p- part of me being open and able to engage with with. Um, some of my teammates or, or just people that have different views than you in general. Um, I think it's, it's really important, but, um, to be honest, I, I haven't had a problem at all in either locker room, uh, DC or Minnesota. I think I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, to be able to answer those, those questions, so you get simple questions. questions. Yeah. Yeah. Because guys are interested Yeah, and they, they, they've been amazing with me. I mean, they want to know just, 
just like I want to know how their date went, they want to know how my date went. They yeah. want to know, uh, uh, one of the big questions is they want to know if I want to have a family and what that would look like. Because mm-hmm. that for that for them, that's like mind blown. They're like, how can a gay dude have a family? It's like, what do you tell them? There's different ways. Well, there's different ways. I, I, I tell them, I, I don't know my, myself yet. I don't have the... Uh, I'm not, I'm not in a relationship. I don't know what that would look like, but I, I explain the different ways, adoption, uh, in vitro, the different ways you can do it. Yeah. But, um, uh, who pays for a date? Yeah. What guy pays for a date? You, you split the first date. Yeah. You don't have to, okay. or, or someone can treat You know what I mean? There's no, there's no right way to do it. Yeah. But, um, so that, they, they've been good with me and, 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 and I'm, I'm pretty open and, and an open book for them. So nice. Um, how have opposing fans been so far in MLS? I've had no problems, no problems. Um, I'm trying to think if I've had many, many like much dialogue about it. Obviously, there's been like like gay fans from other teams that have been that have followed me and have reached out for sure. Yeah. Um, I've had no negative experiences. That's um, great. Yeah, and then and then some some guys on other other teams, uh, especially during that first couple weeks came up to me and just were like hey it's really awesome what you did like it's it's really mm-hmm. brave um like and so that that meeting those guys and just on random instances that that meant a lot so do you think there is something that makes this a slightly an easier thing to experience in soccer in a pro soccer environment than in a maybe another sport well th- th- that's tough to say i, I think it's going to be it's going to have its challenges in any sport but I mean, if you look at it, it uh, based on um, different leagues around the country, country or sorry, in, around the world, mm. um, it's clear that there's there's differences, and I think it's a lot harder. It'd be a lot harder for a guy to come out in La Liga than in the MLS at this yeah. point, because that's what I've heard. I've I, I did one of the cool things um, last year during the World Cup was um, they were doing the same team initiative. And so they had all they, what they did was they knitted this jersey of all the different um, teams in the World Cup, and they made a rainbow jersey. Mm-hmm. And basically, they were kind of trying to fight against the homophobia in Russia, and they yeah. just were trying to bring bring to light the the fact that um, there's gay people in sport and soccer. And so Pele was one of the first to have um, mm-hmm. to get a jersey, and he was wearing it. And uh, and so that stuff obviously goes a long way, but. So the people that actually started the initiative, one was from Spain, one was from England. They were explaining that they know of gay players um, that have tried to come out in those leagues, in La Liga and in the Premier mm-hmm. League, and and in the league in general. And in, in, in particular, the um, the the front office and the in the clubs, they've they've told these players not to come out huh. based on the sponsorships, based on the uh, wow. sentiments of the fans, um, and so. My my experience in MLS has been not like that at all, and I think it it goes to show that this league is different and it's special. So well, we are out here in LA right mm-hmm. now. This is where Robbie Rogers played. Yep. Um, Robbie before you, I think, was the only out player in the league, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and you know he's retired from soccer, but is a successful TV producer now. Yeah. yeah. Have Have you ever had any? direct contact with him or have you what have you observed from how he went about doing all the things he did yeah i observed from afar in, in the beginning I, I used to ask my dc teammates uh how was he as a person kind of just because i wanted to hear them just answer or tell me honest things about him as a person a player not about his sexuality so obviously like i it, it would mean it would 
be important for me to just to hear them talk about him as a person and not yeah. worry about his sexuality. And because they either were friends with him or they had played on in Columbus with him, they, wherever they played with him in the league. Um, but so, so I admired also how LA um, dealt with his coming out and how they supported him. Um, so the team and yeah. and just more important importantly, how because I think he I actually I remember when he first came back into playing I think he struggled a little bit and well, you were tired when he first made his announcement he, he, he was, was out gay, of the game yeah so he, he said it, I'm done yeah and then he came back and he and came played. back so so when he came back though I, I think he struggled to get back to where he probably would have liked it to, to mm-hmm. be and then he he had a really good run of form and and, and mm-hmm. I think he started a bunch of games and so for me I just took like it's all about how you can play and like you you need to worry about how you can play how you can can be a, a contributor in this league and and so for a while I was like okay you're not going to come out until you're uh, an all-star or you're huh. playing every game and unfortunately that just hasn't happened for me yet um and and I've been able to to have solace with it and 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 be comfortable with where I'm at but um but yeah basically Robbie was a good player and and that's that that's what that's what I took from it that yeah. not only was he a good player but he was supported by the league and 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 that's what I want to try to do so Are you surprised that in the year 2019 you're still the only out player in one of the top 5 men's leagues in the US For sure for sure yeah i thought i thought at this point there'd be um a couple more examples so that i wouldn't have even had to have a public announcement yeah. um that's kind of how i felt after robbie came out i was like okay he's done it i don't need to do this uh there's been jason collins but since then it's been like five years or so and there's no one really else has done it so there's there's a lot more Im- improvements on that to be made, and I, I hope in like two or three years that really we won't be having this conversation. Um, I was wondering how, but, how soon you thought it might be well, before I, this wasn't news. I mean, it's crazy. No, no one. Let's just put it this way: no one's reached out to me uh, to be like, uh, "Hey, I'm I'm in the closet," but uh, either confiding in me or or like looking forward to coming out or something. I don't know. But I didn't reach out to Robbie, so it's it's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. But um. It could it could be a lot longer, honestly. I know cultures are kind of ch- the, the culture's changed, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. Maybe this presidency is that that's not maybe helping yeah. uh, the the climate and, and I, th- I can't th- imagine that it is. It, yeah. Um. So it's honestly hard to tell. I, I I like to be optimistic about it, but who who knows? Yeah. Um. You started five games last season for Minnesota. Uh, the team ended up missing the playoffs. What are your goals for the season ahead, both team-wise and personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I feel like I haven't had like a, a, a breakout year necessarily. Um, these past two years, I've been healthy. Um, I've been, uh, I finally played enough where I, I feel like I can, I can make an impact. And I, and I know um, what I can bring uh, to the team. Uh, in terms of the team, I, I, I feel like we have to try to make playoffs. Um, I think there's legitimate pressure on our team, um, not only with the players. I mean, I feel personal pressure more so th- than I ever have in my career. Um, but uh, with the front office and with the coaching staff, there's pressure, and I think that that can only be good. Um, and uh, I mean, of course, like you know, um, th- the best teams have competition, and I feel like we've lacked that. We've lacked competition. We've lacked depth. 
internally internally yeah, yeah. We, 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 we in terms of training in terms of just having enough quality guys that are pushing the guys that are playing every every week mm -hmm. um in the past two seasons the guys that have played have for the most part kept their spots and they know they've known they're going to play even though there's been a lot of turnover but i think we can finally this year look look for a core group of guys that are really going to push push the team along and so uh, i like our chances so i, I think we we need to we need to definitely push for a playoff spot so like in terms of this new stadium it looks amazing mm -hmm. like i haven't seen it firsthand yeah but like everything i've seen uh is pretty impressive what what are your impressions it's incredible yeah i, I haven't seen the grass laid down and i haven't been in it since uh we, we did a tour back i think early fall last year when there was like dirt um and the foundation was pretty much uh laid in but uh from the light show from from the actual pictures no renderings yeah. it's um it's going to be pretty incredible and uh I, I missed out on a stadium in dc that i was looking forward to uh to playing in so so this year i think it's going to be it's going to be really special and i i know stadiums can push teams teams forward in a way i mean i saw it with dc last year but um so i think i hope our play is going to improve regardless of the stadium but i, I think it'll be it'll be something that'll 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 push us along and our and our fans are are going to be uh i mean they're so deserving of the stadium and so the, they'll be there regardless and um and so yeah it's gonna be exciting what have you learned about because you're not from minnesota I, what have you learned about the soccer culture there well and it's interesting coming from dc you're told the DMV is, well, they lead uh, the NBC ratings for the most part in terms of up uh, viewership in the Premier League. But right. I didn't get to see the stadium packed at RFK like like I've seen in, in Minnesota, you know. And yeah. obviously there's there's an amazing community in D.C., but I think it's been hard to, to, to have that love for soccer but not really seen it invested in the club. Um, and so in Minnesota, it's been, I had no idea that there was this many, uh, fans and, and I think they really care. And, um, I mean, like you've seen this week that they have a say in, in kind of how the club does things in a way, you know, and I think that's, that's important. Um, and I haven't, I didn't see that necessarily in my time in DC. Um, but, uh, I mean, we, we had 50,000 plus for, for our, our last home game last year and, uh, I wish our stadium, our new stadium was a little bigger. Yeah. Cause we, we could sell out, we could sell out a bigger stadium. Um, but we'll sell out every game next year and, and that's gonna be incredible to see. That's pretty cool. Um, in a big picture sense, you have this platform now that you didn't have before you made your announcement. Mm -hmm. How are you, how are you hoping to use that platform that you have now? Yeah, it's a hard it's a hard question because um, a lot of the stuff I've done has just been kind of um, okay, done that on to the next thing. But uh, so so I haven't I haven't planned out a lot. Like this wasn't like a master plan here. Like I'm gonna come out and then I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do that. So I'm really just taking it as it is. Um, and uh, genuinely, my my focus is is on on playing this year and 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 soccer is how I make my profession and, and, and this is a big year for me. So I'm going to, I want to leave no 
nothing left on the field and I want to make sure there's nothing that I'm not doing that I can give myself a, a best chance. Cause I feel like I've learned stuff each season. I mean, it's crazy that I, next year will be my seventh year in the league, yeah. just wild. And so, and, and I feel personally that I don't have a lot to show for it. Um, even though I've made a lot of, uh, personal growth, uh, in different ways, but, um, in terms of on the field, I, I really want to just give it my all. And obviously you can't, you can't, um, control everything, but I, like I said, I just want to take everything I've learned, but, uh, and the stuff off the field, it'll, it'll, it'll be there. Um, I don't know whether it's, whether it's learning more about politics and, 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 and Minnesota or in, in general, that stuff has been interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished my degree, so I need to, Congrats. I need to be able to engage myself intellectually somehow, uh, this year. And, and you have plenty to, plenty of time to do that being a soccer player. So. Well, based on what I saw on national TV last night, uh, someday, if you want to be involved in, in TV or something like that, I think you could do that. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's very nice of you. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. My parents aren't so sure of it all, but they, uh, they'll be happy when I, when I keep their, their names out of my mouth when I'm, when I'm doing an interview next. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Well, very cool. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Look forward to another season of MLS. It'll be fun. Thanks for listening to the Planet Football Podcast. I'd like to thank Colin Martin, as well as everyone at Cadence 13 and Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. Please, if you like the pod, tell your friends, subscribe, like, and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help the cause if you do. And check out the 30-minute Planet Football video show hosted by me and Luis Miguel Echegaray on SITV. That's available on SI.TV, Amazon Channels, and FuboTV. See you next time.